Hello, welcome to Eagle Tales, a podcast from the Central High School Foundation, keeping you connected to the nest through storytelling and original interviews. I'm your host, Josh Busey. Before we get started, though, a little bit about the foundation. We were established in 1996 to support present and future Central students. And today we are even more committed to preserving the values of a Central High School education. The foundation supports the school through many activities, like building relationships with alumni, fundraising, student scholarships, teacher classroom grants, and so much more. We are proud of the accomplishments that our students, staff, and 35,000 alumni achieve every day. Your patronage not only supports Central, but also strengthens Eagle Nation. Visit our website to learn more at chsfomaha.org. It is my honor to introduce our guest for episode 14 of Eagle Tales. Jason Spicoli, who is a 1999 alumnus of Central, is our guest today. Jason is a radio host and disc jockey at the Omaha radio station Sweet 98.5. A graduate of Iowa Western, Jason spent almost two decades at Council Bluffs radio station 89.7 The River before moving across the river to one of Omaha's top radio stations. I'm excited to dive right in, so let's get started. Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Yeah, so glad to be here. I'm so excited. Anything to support Central High School makes my makes my heart beat. We'd love to hear that. I like to start out every episode by giving our guests an opportunity to introduce himself to our listeners. So, Jason, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you grew up at in Omaha. I grew up right down the street near the College World Series field club area, I guess, a little bit closer to there. And my older sister, Danielle, went to Central High School, and I I thought that was so cool. And so I followed in her footsteps. Central was the school to go to, you know, like they were really known for their football. And at the time, Amon Green was a big deal. And I got to go in and follow my sister around one day, and she sat right beside Amon Green. And I was kind of blown away by that. Yeah, I was. I was like, Amon Green, the running back for Central. And I knew he was going to be going to Nebraska to play football from Central to Nebraska to play for the Huskers to the NFL. And then play, he played for the Packers. So that was that was a really big deal to me. When you were at Central, what do you remember about your time there? Were there any teachers that stuck out to you, experiences you had? Talk to us a little about your time at the Nest. Yeah. You know, nothing but positive memories at Central. I went to like a small, I went to a really small private school growing up preschool through kindergarten or preschool through eighth grade. We, uh, we only had like a hundred kids in our school. So going to Central was quite the change. And I was so excited to dive in because I knew I was going to meet a lot of new people, have a new, have a bunch of new challenges. And I played baseball going to there, uh, going to school there. And uh, I remember, uh, I think my counselor at the time, I don't remember her name, but she was kind of gauging my interest in what I was excited about in radio always excited me. I heard a guy on, on Sweet 98, he was just cracking jokes, playing music. And I thought to myself, that's what I want to do. That sounds like a lot of fun to play music and tell jokes and have a good time and make people laugh and connect with the community. And she's like, we we have this thing like called the Career Center and you can go over there and do radio and TV. And I said, oh, I get to leave school. <laughs> yeah, you get to leave school, go over to the bus, you know, connect with other kids in the area. So North, Northwest, Benson. And we would go over there and do the radio and TV program. And Mr. T was my teacher. And he got me so excited about radio. He just, he would show us what to do and then we would go execute it. And each time there was something different. And I I remember at that moment, I was like, this is what I'm good at. 
Like, mm. I'm not good at school. I, I'm good at creative <laughs> writing. I'm not good at math. Uh, you know, there's there's certain things that excite me. And and uh, this was one of them. And he just had a way of connecting with me and and showing me the ropes and just, you know, letting me try. And it was a lot of fun. So we did radio and we did TV. And so I was on a TV show called Today's Teens, Tomorrow's Leaders. And did you come up with that name? No, 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 no. I, you know, they let me do some creative stuff, but naming it was not one of them. <laughs> so, well, yeah, and we would just we would just report on the news. We we're like anchors sitting at a desk. We were in high school and we were like the John Nicely of <laughs> of reporting the news. And it was it was fun. They would go out, get the news and then they put it up on a teleprompter. We'd record it and go from there. So that was my first start. It was more on the TV side. Then we started doing radio and that's what got me really excited. And in fact, like my first time, like doing the radio stuff, it was jazz. Mm. And I didn't know much about jazz. I, I, I didn't know much about anything, but it was more about getting the basics down and how to set things up properly. When you were at Central still, what was the first radio station project that you worked on the yeah. jazz yeah it was the jazz station that was that was it it was just learning how to go into the radio booth play some jazz music and just kind of talk about it and that was about it and i knew that i really wasn't into jazz but i liked the excitement of feeling like okay i'm gonna be on the radio even though they were just like test shows mm -hmm. like we just started off with jazz and then we got to work on other cool projects like you know, bring in our music and then just, you know, do it in the recording studio. He would give us the basics and then we go in the studio and then we would just set up our own little show. So my buddy Matt, Matt and I just kind of just started kind of doing what we wanted to do in our own booth and we would just practice it. And then Mr. T, he would listen to it and he would critique us. Your whole career, would you say has mostly been a radio personality, radio host, or were you ever a disc jockey at some point? Uh, yeah, you know, I guess, you know, once I got to, like, I went from, I went from central, I graduated in 99 and then I went over to UNO to do their radio program. I was there about three semesters and it just wasn't the right fit for me. And then I went to Iowa Western and I felt there was more structure. And that was the first time in my life where I got taught big time radio and I saw A's in all of my classes. I had always been like a CD student, but once I got into radio and found my passion, I started getting straight A's and they started teaching me like the basics of how to set everything up when of what you should say when you first crack the mic. Like, for example, like the first thing you say that comes out of your mouth is 89.7 The River. <laughs> That's what you say. So you want to you want to let people know who you're listening to, then what the song is. Give a little bit of content about that song or artist that you just played. So that's where I really learned the hardcore basics of being a disc jockey. And then once I learned the basics, that's when I could really let my personality shine. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your time at 89.7 The River. You were there, what, close to two decades? I yeah. mean, it was a long time. It was a long time. It was it was nearly 20 years. I started there in 2001. And, and when you're there, you learn everything about radio and you're on a big time. It's a big time radio station. It's 100,000 watts. It reaches all the way to Lincoln. And it's close to Des Moines. So this is a huge radio station to get to like, you know, practice on. And so 2001, I started as a student and then I kept going through the program. And then an opportunity came up because the afternoon guy went to mornings and they were looking for uh, somebody to do the afternoons. And it came down to me and this other dude. And the only difference was after we tried out was after my tryout, I sent the people in charge a thank you note. 
And I said, that thank you so much for the opportunity. And they said, wow, that was the only difference. You guys had the same amount of talent, but the only thing, and which they taught us that in class too, they said, after any interview, you want to make sure to give a thank you note. And it was that moment right there when everything changed. Would you say that was your first big break then? That right? was my big break right yeah. there because I went from, you know, being a student to graduating and then getting hired like right in right after graduation to do afternoons. And there I go, you know, and I'm doing the afternoon show and the ratings just skyrocket. Like things just changed. And it seemed like everybody at that moment was listening in the afternoon. It was it was awesome. We had like bands coming in. We had, you know, just a bunch of interviews, big ticket giveaways, uh, you know, just doing a bunch of fun promotions that really wrapped people in. And uh, I had a blast doing it. And then we had this uh, feature called Road Rage, where it was like nothing but requests from five to six. And so people it would be requesting some of the heaviest no, that's stuff. That's a great name. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And so so I did that for about a year and a half. And then the morning show comes up. They're like, hey, the morning guy left. We want to give you a practice run. So two weeks of doing mornings. I'm like, I don't want to do mornings. I'm 24 years old. I don't want to get up so early. What time do I got to get up? And they said, well, you got to be here and you got to prep and be ready to go. So 5 a.m. You go on the air at six. So get up early. Be here at 5 a.m. Prepare your show. Go on the air at six. And I was like, does anybody even get up this early in the morning? Oh, <laughs> oh, they do. Believe me, they do. So I started that for two weeks and 18 years later, I was still on a trial. You run. can't escape mornings now. <laughs> no, I can't. So the the running joke between my boss and I at that time, Sophia, she was just like, yeah, that's what it is. You're here. It's just a trial run. It's always a trial run. But 18 years later, I mean, yeah, it was it was quite the wild ride. And so I came up with Spicoli's morning fiasco. That was the show name. And that's what it was for 18 years. It was a long time at the river and we had so much fun. There were so many, you know, cool people to meet, connecting with the community, different events, so many, so many rock stars like that I've interviewed that, you know, fulfilled so many things off my bucket list. Like Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park. It felt like I was talking to my brother. Who else? Brent Smith of Shinedown. I mean, these guys are just so genuine and grateful for the opportunity to be on the radio and share their music and talk about what projects they have coming up. I don't know. It was just something that, you know, over time I got to interview pretty much anybody and everybody that I wanted. And I was so grateful for that. It was a lot of fun. I think it's a testament to what brand you were able to build up at that time, because when I was in high school, I remember I won't name names of the stations, but of the, let's say, three or four main pop stations in Omaha, 89.7 The River came up as a good alternative to those. And people knew who you were, even though you weren't on a big name radio station necessarily. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, though, do you have a favorite genre of music that you personally enjoy listening to? Yeah, it was rock, like because that was the station that I wanted to be on because I loved rock so much. But... You know, it took a while for me because I did grow up listening to Sweet 98 and that was the radio station that inspired me to get into radio because that's when I, you know, heard the guy telling jokes, playing music and it goes back to Sweet 98 and that was the one. Even though I love rock, I also love a little bit of pop, you know, so it was okay. Do this thing here and eventually, you know, an opportunity comes knocking on my door for me to, you know, interview to go over to Sweet 985. Before we get to that, I am curious, the media landscape is so much different now than when you were in high school, when you first started out. 
Do you feel like your style has evolved over the years? Talk a little bit about how you've had to adjust as the landscape has adjusted. Yeah, I think when I first started, I was I, w- I was kind of edgy, you know, kind of edgy, you know, say some things that might have got me in trouble where <laughs> now, you know, I'm, I'm married with kids and I, you know, I kind of choose my words a little bit more wisely. So I think I've grown and matured, but it's still, you know, there's times when I can be a little rotten. So, you know, it's just it's just adapting with the times and knowing, um, you know, knowing what's right and knowing what's wrong, but still pushing the envelope, so to speak. When I hear radio personalities, disc jockeys on the radio, I always think of anchorman Ron Burgundy. He has a couple warm-up routines that he goes through. Uh-huh. How now, brown cow? Do you have anything similar to that that you do before you go on the air? You know, I used to get really nervous for years and years and years. I get really nervous. Sometimes I throw up. Just be like, I try not to think about how many thousands of people are listening at once. I just try to think. I always think of somebody in a car driving west on I-80. That's what I think every single day. And if I just think one person driving in their car west on I-80, I'm good. I don't get nervous. But, you know, I listen to some music, try to get uh, pumped up, ready to go. But usually I'm just fired up on my own. Uh, I know what I want to talk about. As long as I'm prepared, I'm never scared. So I usually plan at night of what I want to talk about in the morning. And if, you know, I give it an hour in the morning to see if anything new has changed. And if something new has come up, then I I just kind of shift plans a little bit. That's actually a good segue because I'm curious, you have the co-host now Mm -hmm. for the new morning show. What does that routine usually look like? How much of that content are you preparing for the night before? I mean, there's a lot of time you have to fill every day. Yeah, five hours. We're on Sweet 98.5 from five to 10 in the morning. So we have our Google Doc. (laughs) We write down ideas of what we want to do to keep it fresh and entertaining and we both text each other all day long. Hey, you want to try this at 725? Do you want to try this at 825? No, I think it might be better if we'd go earlier with that. So it really is. It feels like homework, but it's fun homework. We got a good grasp on things. So we feel like this is what will connect best with our listeners. What are some of your favorite segments that you've done over the years? At the river or at Sweet 98.5? We can do both. Hey, we can do both. Okay. What we are known for at the river is this little bit that I came up with is called Dare Dice. Daredice was a big staple in our city. Daredice, everybody looked forward to it. It was it was where listeners would submit crazy things for us to do. And we would put them in a cup. We would pluck one out. And then we would roll the dice. And whoever loses has to do the crazy thing in the cup. We called it the consequence cup. It was never fun. We never <laughs> looked forward to Tuesday. So we'd find out on Tuesday what it was. And then Wednesday, we'd have to do it. We did some things. We saw some things that I'm not proud of (laughs) and we tried to kill the bit because things got crazy. But anytime we try to kill the bit, we would get flooded with a lot more consequences. So, I mean, one thing in particular, like, okay, I know this is going to be gross, but hear me out. My co-host at the time had the worst feet and he had hobbity and he was known for it. Like, cause we took a picture of the feet and you know, social media, you gotta, you gotta have a picture. You gotta have a video. And I lost and I had to clip his toenails on the radio and they're long and they're yellow and they're just not right. I'm gagging. You know, I have like a shirt over my mouth and I'm having to clip this thing and I couldn't get it. They were so hard <laughs> and people were called chainsaw. Get the chain. You seen that dumb and dumber movie like where they get out <laughs> that little thing and then just start to go to town. It was like that. It was I'm not proud of some of the things we did, but we did it. We got through it. And that's why I'm telling Dare Dice, we did it for six years. 
Six long years. Six long years of doing Daredice. And everybody looked forward to Tuesday and Wednesday at 7.50. We would do that. And it was just, find out what it is on Tuesday. Find out who lost. And then on Wednesday would be the payoff. <laughs> it was a long six years. But, you know, whenever I go out, people, Daredice, what are you going to do this week? And it was, uh, it was fun. It was fun. Or was it really? I mean, it, you know. Yeah. What yeah. about Sweet 98.5? Sweet 98.5. Oh, man. We... It's a different vibe to a show. You know, it's a little bit different. Like at the river, I had, you know, dude co-host. And now I'm with a very, you know, very talented woman, Nikki. She's awesome. And so things are a little bit, you know, a little bit different. And it, it, it challenges me to, because now where at the rock station, I wasn't as vulnerable. And here, you know, working with Nikki, you know, I'm a little bit more emotional, a little bit more vulnerable, a little bit more open up to you know, conversations about being a mom or being a dad. And it's just a different conversation. But I feel like that's the growth of, you know, of me of like, you know, I can I can be the wild and crazy kid over at the river. And I got that out of my system for 18 years. And now, you know, I've grown up a little bit and I'm matured and we can have, you know, intelligent conversations about being a mom or being a dad or, you know, the struggles with mental health and and that, all that stuff's important to me, you know. Growing up or even now, are there any radio personalities or media personalities that you are drawn to or draw inspiration from for your work? Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot out there. And the cool thing about radio is, you know, we're all we're all kind of friends. We all kind of like network and see, hey, what worked on your show? what worked on my show and we'll just kind of, you know, work ideas. But, the, you know, there's 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 a guy out of uh, uh, Sacramento named Billy Madison. He's just super talented and uh, the way he sets things up and the way he tells stories and paints the picture that that always excites me. So in the topics that he does, that's always fun. And there's Dave Ryan in Minneapolis, who's just I mean, he's been in radio for like 30 years. So he's a rock star. He's a radio rock star. And if you're wanting to grow and learn, those are the people to network, you know, you, you network with and you pick their brain about radio. And the cool thing about radio people is like, yeah, like we nerd out on radio on how to get better. And every day, like I want to get better, whether it's, you know, telling a story or setting up a bit or doing a topic or doing a contest or just doing something that's going to be memorable, also fun for the community. So, yeah, there's there's just a lot of cool things that we've done that excite me. And each each morning, I definitely get an adrenaline rush because I know like this is what I'm meant to do. Like I found my purpose. Like I had mentioned, like I, I got straight A's in radio and I was always been like a CD student. But I feel like when I'm on the radio, I'm going to give you straight A's. I'm going to give you straight passion, five hours of emotion. You know, we might be up here. We might be laughing or we might be over here. We might be crying. We accept all emotions. And I think that's just the growth of of me. I am curious, let, you said 5 a.m. is when you go on the air? Yes. So what time are you actually in the studio? <laughs> I'm up at 2.50. Yikes. It is early. Believe me, it is early. So like I said, I'm not a morning person. I had to train myself to become a morning <laughs> That's person. That's so interesting that you're not a morning person. I have never been, been on the morning, morning for, for years. Years, yeah. So I had, to, I had to train myself, and I think I finally got it figured out, but if... I get up early and I can take my time and I have my breakfast laid out the night before my clothes laid out the night before. It just makes things 10 times easier. So, you know, I'm like there with a flashlight in the morning, you know, like my phone flashlight because I have a wife, I have two kids. I don't want to wake anybody up. So got my flashlight, getting my stuff ready and I'm out the door by three 30 at the radio station by, you know, three 45, 4 AM and ready to get to work. And so we, we get after it, 
you know? In some ways, though, it must be kind of nice having the rest of your day somewhat open, although you maybe not always off the clock thinking of ideas, but if there's an event going on in the evening or afternoon, you are at least available right. to go to that. Yeah. And then, and, and there's a lot of events that we've been doing and uh, it's cool. Cause we can have like happy hour promotions with Nikki and I, like where we'll go meet our listeners and we'll just do it from three to five, you know, and that, and that's cool. Whereas before at the rock station at the river, we were the Metro's concert station. So the concerts wouldn't go on till like eight, nine o'clock at night. I know. Tell me about it. It was it was rough going for a long time. And that was that was really hard. But I believe that's where, you know, I got to meet so many people and shake hands and say hello and say thanks for coming out to the concert and good to see you and rock out for a little bit. Enjoy a few songs, announce some bands on the stage. And then, you know, by the time 10 o'clock hit, I'm like, I got to get up. (laughs) I mean, you have one of the few jobs where people will know if you're not in a good mood or feeling Mm -hmm. your best or really at 100 percent. And what happens if you're sick, for example? How, how do you handle that? Uh, you know, yeah, just stick to the music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, play. You can tell if we're sick, like, we'll just play a lot more music. Or, you know, we'll just run best ofs. Like, we every show is recorded. So, play your best stuff. If you can share, are there any funny stories that happened on or off the air that you want to share? Any funny stories? No, radio's not fun at all. Super boring. <laughs> Nothing fun or entertaining. It's hard to think back sometimes like, man, there like something funny happens every single day. Like that's the beautiful thing about radio is you never know what's going to happen. You can have a plan mapped out, ready to go, stick to the plan. And something somebody says something that will change the entire show and people will just react to it. And at, at Sweet 98.5, you know, we have texts coming in and we get hundreds of text every single day. And. My thing was like, okay, we got text messaging. We need to respond to every single listener. So every single day we respond to everybody and it might take us till noon. It might take us till two in the afternoon. It is. And that's how passionate I am about serving the community. I want to make sure that, look, if you took the time to text us, I feel obligated. Like I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm not going to leave you unread. No, I'm going to text you back. Nikki's going to text you back. And we both agreed, like, since they fought to get text messaging for us at Sweet 98.5, we're going to make it worth their time. If you text into my show, 100%, you will get a response back. It might take us till noon. It might take us till four in the afternoon, but you will get a response back. Hopefully, well, maybe not if you don't want to, but maybe ChatGBT could help you out a little bit with that. Yeah, I know. ChatGBT <laughs> coming for our jobs. Yeah, yeah. That's been a big conversation because, you know, you, you're seeing this ChatGPT take over a lot of jobs. And is it is it going to be one of those things where they can just take our voice and start to use it against us? And Well, that was actually a question I had. Where do you see the future of radio really going? Uh, I, you know, they've been saying radio is going to die for years and years and years. They're like, oh, podcasting will take over. And I love podcasting. I think it's super cool, but it's still a form of radio. They said social media will take over. But, you know, when you go Facebook live or Instagram live, that's still a form of radio. To me, it's all still a form of radio. You got to know the basics. You got to know the basics. Podcasting is a form of radio. Going live on your social media is a form of radio. All that stuff to me is still a form of radio. So all that stuff excites me. So whether it's not on the radio, like I see, you know, people at the end of the day want a connection. And as long as you can connect with your listeners, I think you'll be okay. I don't know if robots can connect with listeners. I don't know. We'll see what they can do. 
doubtful, but maybe not yet anyway. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe they might be a good wingman to help respond to text messages. You know, maybe we can program that and, and see where it can go. But uh, yeah, you know, I know there's going to be a lot of benefits to it down the line and what it can do if if it can be trained properly, I guess, trained properly. <laughs> Yeah. You know, maybe if it's coachable, we can see what we can do. Maybe we can put a third mic. Will it have a booming personality? Can it connect with the listeners? Will it show up to events? We'll see. If you can share, do you have any upcoming projects or things that you're excited about? Yeah, you know, there's a, you, the summer. The summer is going to rock. You know, there's there's a lot of things that. Uh, oh, no, I got to be careful, actually. I do have to be careful. <laughs> I, yeah, we 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 do have. Yeah, we had a meeting about some it. breaking news. Yeah, on the Eagle Tales podcast. I, I mean, I want to I want to break some news, but I don't know. Yeah, they always say just wash my mouth. Choose my words wisely. We'll be airing this next month. So it'll be June. Let's just say there's going to be a lot of trips this summer and you're going to go certain places and we're going to fly you out to these places and you're going to have one hell of an experience. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah, the. <laughs> I can't get into too much, but that's some of the fun events that we have coming up where you're going to get the heck out of here and go enjoy a vacation on us. All right. It's just one of many of to come. One of many to come. I'll end with this. Do you have a favorite central memory when you were at Central? There's so many. Like, I, I love the atmosphere of going to a football game on a Friday night. I love the atmosphere of being part of a team. I played baseball at Central for four years. Uh, that was fun. And learning how to do the basics of radio, like it really comes back to uh, Mr. T. Like I just get, you know, very emotional when I think about him because if it wasn't for him, I don't know if I would be here because he was just he was hands on. He taught me a lot and motivated me when I wasn't sure if like, is this what I want? Is this what I want to do? But he's like, you know, you're good at this. I think you got some talent there and just believing in me that really that really stood out to me because I was the class clown. I was the CD student. But Mr. T, there was just something about him connecting with me that really uh, motivated me to want to just stick it out, like not give up. You know, there's a lot of times when I was like, oh, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this. I can't do math. I can't do science. I can write a little bit. I'm kind of creative. But Mr. T was the guy, you know, he was the guy that really, you know, said, hey, you got some talent. I think you're going to be really good at this. So that's one of my favorite memories, like going to the career center and, and just getting away from the school part and finding something that I was passionate about. So for Central to offer that opportunity is something that I'm eternally grateful for. A lot of gratitude for Central High to be able to to do that. Well, Jason, thanks for coming on the show today to talk with us. I was one of those people who grew up listening to you on oh, wow. 897 The River Thank and you. Sweet 98.5. So appreciate everything that you do and best of luck on your future endeavors. Well, it was a pleasure to be a part of your podcast. I think you guys are doing a great thing and I can't wait to see where this goes. I'm, I'm excited that I'm episode 14. Yep. So I was still kind of fresh and new. How many episodes are you looking to go? 100, 200? The sky's the limit. I love it. Yeah, we try to do about uh, six or so a year. Um, We kind of started this during the pandemic. It's a good opportunity to interact with alumni who live and don't live in Omaha, but are still passionate about Central. Oh, yeah, I I bleed purple. Like, that's what I do. I'm excited for you guys. I know you guys are going to take this and just explode with it because anything Central related, it just seems like a pops. It just does good things. You got good brains all around you. We appreciate that. Thank you. Once again, I want to extend a big thank you to our guest today, 1999 alumnus Jason Spicoli. 
We hope you enjoyed episode 14 of Eagle Tales, and we'd love to hear what you thought of this episode by connecting with us on our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for the Central High School Foundation. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, so you can be notified of new episodes as they are released. A complete library of previous episodes can also be found on our website at chsfomaha.org. And remember, near or far, you are always part of the Central High School family. Go Eagles! Go Eagles! <laughs>